Welcome to the How to Code Well podcast. My name is Peter Fisher. I'm a freelance web developer and the host and coding teacher at How to Code Well. Before the show starts, I just want to say a massive thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for supporting this channel and the podcast through these difficult times. If you want to be a supporter, please go to patreon.com forward slash how to code well. Your support is much appreciated. And of course, never miss an episode. Go to howtocodewell.fm to see the previous episodes. Okay, let's get on with the show. Hello, coders, and welcome to another How to Code Well podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about remote working when we're in lockdown. I have the pleasure of being joined once again by Matt Brunt. Hi, Matt. How's it going? Have you had a good week so far? So far, it's been pretty good. It works ticking over nicely, thankfully. Um, <laughs> and the sun's currently been shining. Um, it's been nice spending a little bit of time outside in the garden. So yeah. uh, on a personal level, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. Excellent. And health-wise, everything's cool? Seems to be pretty good. Good, good. So far. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that we have to check these things now. <laughs> right? It's, yeah. How are you doing? No, but how are you really doing? How are you really doing? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, it's needs must at the minute, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you were on the show on episode 32. We were talking about conferences and, and yep. because you're a speaker. Um, but for those who, who are new to the show, can you just uh, introduce yourself and say what you do? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I work in a, a team. We all primarily work remotely uh, currently anyway. Um, but we are building an online platform to be used in competition by people to compete against each other in mm-hmm. cybersecurity capture the flag events or for online training for people in the field of uh, cybersecurity primarily. So, um, yeah, we run online events from anywhere from, you know, 30 people to 3000 people all competing for um prizes or for you know the reputation of being the best and in the in sort of the event that they're in Mm. um we've had teams from companies big and small on it um and it's been a it's been a fun challenge it's not it's a platform unlike with a demographic unlike any that i've sort of had to build things for in the past so it's it's been a nice excellent excellent oh that sounds great and i guess with the way things are Online learning is actually quite a topical thing at the moment. People are wanting to learn more and they're forced to do so online. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, again, from a kind of a, a, a what we do level, it's an online training platform for cybersecurity and it doesn't feel like there's ever been a time where it's been more relevant than it is sort of right now. So we're, we're in a, a, a lucky and privileged position in that regard. Mm. So are you seeing like an increase in security issues due to being locked down? Uh, this the number of uh, sort of phishing um, mm. scams that are going around just seems to be going up and up. Yeah. That was the trend anyway. But I think with things like the government text messages that went out to people, you know, from you know Gov UK saying you know here's the things you need to do, here's the link to click for more coronavirus. It was mm-hmm. incredibly easy for a period for people to spoof mm. from any sort of provider that they were sending a message as if it was coming from Gov UK. And then with the way phones work, those messages were appearing in the same thread as the official one. And it's got a link to take you to some malicious website. Yeah. Um, there's reports of things like, oh, you want a you know, COVID-19 testing kit, pay us this much and we'll send you it. And people are jumping at that because of the times that sort of yeah. we find ourselves in. I had one of those emails, actually. Yeah. And I had a bunch of emails from banks that I never knew. <laughs> 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 Offering yeah. me like mortgage holidays. <laughs> yep. I've got 12 mortgages with 12 different banks. This is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, and it's, it's bad enough at the best of times, but when you're sort of, they sort of play on people's desperation in times like this, it, it, it's just yeah. not nice. Yeah. That's, and it's that's, not going to get any better at the minute. It's just a, it's a really sort of sad hmm. thing to sort of have to say, but it's not, it's not going to get better. Not yeah. Yeah. And you know what is at the moment we, you know, we, we all are, uh, wanting to have more human interaction and so people are using apps and stuff to to speak to people um and there is a generation that never really used all of this or if they did it they would do it very sporadically and i'm talking about the older generation now having to use tools like zoom or google hangouts or other other sort of uh group messaging type stuff and um so there's a there's a group of people who 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 perhaps aren't as tech tech savvy as as perhaps um, their younger counterparts are, so there is a bit of a risk there. Yeah, I would. I don't know. I mean, I've I've 
taught many people recently how to use Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom training classes. There Zoom you training classes for the win. Yeah, I'm sure that's a Udemy course somewhere. <laughs> uh, so, you're, so you work remotely, right? Yes, I've done so for the past year and a bit. I started at the beginning of last year, so I've been working yeah. remotely for what, about 15 months. Excellent. So we're both, we're both remote devs. Um, how have you, how do you think um, remote working has changed since this lockdown? I think one of the things that I've, I've seen is that because a lot more people are working remotely, a lot more companies have put a big focus, as you mentioned, even, you know, families using tools like zoom or hangouts to keep in touch mm. companies are now sort of forced to use that almost, you know, because right. they've got these people in different locations. So the, I mean, you can see it in zoom stock price. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, this, right. this all sort of kicked off and their stock price went through the roof. Um, you know, they've had their, their share of security and privacy issues as well because of the increased attention, you know, it's been like that for a long time and there was never that much attention on them. So people didn't look, mm-hmm. um, but due to that sort of thing, companies are being forced to use these tools and to look at things, okay, well, people are working from home. Mm-hmm. So not only do we need to consider, you know, what equipment do they need to do that? Because if mm-hmm. everyone's tied to a desktop computer in the office, do they mm-hmm. need to take that home now? And what are the logistics of that? Mm-hmm. Or what are the logistics of we can't now sit around the, 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 on the sofas and chat about stuff. We need to move it to a, a virtual space, be that through text or audio or video. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's focusing on communication from companies in how they operate from a we can't expect everyone to be always available when they're in the office at the time because if you're working from home yeah there are periods when you're downstairs grabbing a cup of tea or Mm. you know you're out of your office and because you're not in an office with everyone else it's not immediately obvious that that person is away from their desk so it's maybe moving things not to be fully like asynchronous in the sense that i send a message and just expect it back whenever yeah but not expecting a reply immediately from someone because you don't know what what's going on on their side. They might be in the zone and head down and focused and haven't even seen the notification pop up. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's something that companies are going to, if they haven't already realized, they're going to have to suddenly realize that you can't just expect someone's attention like that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that you've picked on a really good point there. I remember when I first started remote working and I was extremely apologetic for every time I wasn't available, right? So, you know, going to Lou, you know, if you were in an office, and you went to the loo and someone went to, to your desk. Someone would say, oh, he's in the loo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I, I get that. It's, it's, as someone who is a remote dev at the start, you, you, you want to try and make sure that you are available as much as possible, right? Because, you know, that's, that's what you're used to. Um, and that's what the managers and PMs are used to, right? They just walk past your desk. They know that you're there or they walk, walk past your glass room and they can see through the window and, and they know that they don't have any level of interaction, but they can see, see you're there. And, um, with the tools like Skype and Hangouts and all of this stuff, or Slack even, and Discord, you can just set yourself to invisible or inactive and you can still be there. So you can lurk. Yeah. So there's another side of it. <laughs> yeah, typically when we use Slack at work, we, we if we're online, we try to make it obvious. We don't sort of lurk in the kind of away mode if we're really there. I have right. an issue um, for some reason on my Mac. Whenever I wake Slack up in the morning, it decides to not put me as there and leaves me as away. And I'm sat there and it gets to like half past 10 and I suddenly realize, oh, my icon's not green. And oh, that, yeah, that's it. happened to me before. Yeah. 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 But for things like, say, when we go for lunch, we put a little icon next to our name just to say we're off on lunch. So that if you do go to do something and you are there on lunch, because you can see the little icon that says, you know, hey, well, I'm off on lunch. So we try and use the sort of the icons and the status just to give a quick indication of what's going on. So mm-hmm. if there's, you know, if there's a red circle, it means they're in like, do not disturb mode, don't you know they need some or if you do message them they're going to ignore it until they get you know back but try not to if you know unless the building's on fire as it were um, <laughs> but you know try and leave them be sort of thing yeah um so those sorts of things are quite useful but again it's that kind of you've got to then retrain yourself to put that in place because mm-hmm. you don't in in the real world you don't have to do that if you're not if you're out at lunch people you know know that because they either saw you got up and walk away or they can see you sat over on the you know, yeah. the, the dining table in dinner or something. Yeah. So there's, that's just happens in the real world. Whereas when it comes to the technology side of things, there's nothing really automatic to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to make a conscious effort to make that visibility available to your colleagues mm-hmm. so that they know what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's it can help with st- there are integrations and plugins for something like Slack. If you've got a meeting booked in Outlook, it can connect to Slack and it can update your status. So if you've got a meeting booked in your calendar, it will then update your status to say they're cool. in a meeting with this sort of thing. So mm-hmm. that stuff can help. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a lot more of every. You know, we've already had a world where everything talks to everything, mm-hmm. but I think that there's going to be a lot more of that based mm-hmm. on this because you're going to think of things that never needed it before. But I, mm. I'm interested to see what's going to come out the back of this when someone goes, "Ah, oh, I never knew that that particular app could do with talking to that particular app." Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of that if there's anything positive that sort of comes out of this. Yeah, well, <laughs> situation. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about like the future changes after the lockdown um, uh, later. But uh, I yep. think that is an interesting topic to pull apart. Um, let's talk about the practical practical stuff, like. Um, yep. You know, for someone who, who, who has never done remote working, right, just think, think of it from that perspective. What things do you need? Um, so I can kind of, based on my experience, I know what I would, what I consider a need. It's going to be slightly different for others. But for me, I need a dedicated space for it. Mm-hmm. So I've known a lot of people that are now working remotely, friends of mine who've never had to have, have this before. So they haven't got the space for it. So they're having to, you know, make room on the dining room table, or you know, you know, like one of those little desks at the sofa type thing, and they're trying to sort of make do. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started this this job last year, um, me and my partner we moved at the time because I knew I was going to be working remotely, and we were in a tiny little one bed apartment before. Mm-hmm. She was also working remotely as well. And we're like, this is never going to work. Yeah. So we, we moved to a, a bigger house. We've got a three bed house. So we've each got our own separate offices as well. Mm-hmm. So I've got a room that is my space for my office primarily. Doubles as a guest room when we have people stay over if we need to, you know, part of the airbed. But having a space that I can sit in and make my own in my office is, for me, that was probably the most important thing. That's because I can, cl- yeah. I, I can close the door as well. And if my partner's home, she knows mm. that if the door is closed, I'm in do not disturb mode again. You know, don't, that's, you know, physical. Yeah. This is me. This means that the door is closed. Don't disturb me unless the house is on fire. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's an emergency. So that's sort of the key thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I think having a nice screen is a good one. And, and, and sort of what I would consider an ergonomic setup, you know, you spend a lot of time sat in a chair, make sure you've got a good chair. And if you don't mm-hmm. want to sit down, get a really good standing desk mm-hmm. you know, with a, a pad to stand on. Cause that'll, that'll save you. Mm-hmm. Um, but a nice screen helps cause you're going to be staring at it every day. And mm. this is a case of, again, if, if you're a remote worker, then the company you work for might have you know budgets for that sort of thing. So they, they invest in that sort of thing mm-hmm. in an office. They'll generally have, provide the equipment. Maybe you're taking it home now. If you, you know, you weren't working remotely previously, maybe you're sort of taking it home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then things like a lot of people use their laptop webcams and microphones, which they'll do the job, but, it's just nicer to have a good webcam and microphone. It makes everyone's life just a little bit nicer and easier. Yeah. If nothing else, um, you know, it's nice when your cat runs across your, your shoulders or something that everyone can see them in high def. That's nice. You know, <laughs> that sort of thing. So, um, but a, yeah. you know, nice, a nice webcam and microphone, you don't have to spend a lot of money on it. And again, your company might have the ability for you to expense that or, you know, have it bought through the company card. If they've got a budget for this sort of thing, now they're moving remotely. Right. Not everyone could be expected to be like, right, you're working from home now. And you're like, well, now I need to spend hundreds of pounds on a new desk, chair, monitor. You know, not everyone can do that. Um, right. I'm yeah. a bit of a tech head myself anyway. So I already had really nice screen, really nice webcam, nice chair. I had all that stuff already. So it was kind of okay for me, but had I been starting a new job and not had that, I would have absolutely been saying to my employer, yeah, absolutely. What's my budget for this stuff so I can get myself set up because you'd be spending it on me if I was in an office just because I'm working from home. It shouldn't be on me to do that necessarily. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, really good points. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I personally, I like having quite a big desk. So I've got you know, a nice big desk in front of me where if I do want to grab a bit of paper and scribble something down, mm-hmm. you know, plan some stuff out, I've got enough space to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But those are probably the key things for me would be, yeah, nice space, decent chair. Yeah, I mean, the space thing is really interesting because um, it's funny how, how much I sort of expand during the day, right? So I've got my laptop here, I'm speaking on the iMac here, and I've got a mixer desk there, and it's actually quite a tight space. But... Um, I'll have pieces of paper just sort of flowing about post-it notes everywhere, everywhere. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And uh, picking up on your point about the webcam and the, uh, the microphone. So 
I've obviously gone through uh, several iterations of microphones and several iterations of, of, of um, cameras because, you know, of the YouTube stuff. Um, this, for instance, is, is quite an expensive piece of kit, but I've had it for several years. However, <laughs> the webcam, this thing that I'm talking on right now, yep. uh, this is a Logitech C920, and I got it for about 30 quid. That's why several, I have to, yep. several years ago. <laughs> I have yeah, the exact same camera and I know that um, at the minute they're particularly difficult to find on Amazon because everyone's working from home yeah. and everyone and they, they got they sold out everywhere. Yeah. So people are struggling to find them. But yeah, the C920 is what I've got as well and there's mm-hmm. probably the best 30 quid I've spent for a computer part in a while because it's been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's no need to get any better than that. I yep. mean um, I've done all sorts of videos uh, up on YouTube with that and it's worked wonders. Um, I do have other cameras and bits and pieces for when I'm out and about and stuff, but uh, this is very plug and play. So you don't have to, you don't have to spend, you know, lots and lots of money on stuff. But the point that you made about the chairs and the desks, that's, you know, I would prefer to spend more money on those things than the cameras that you use, say, uh, three, four times a day for like a couple of minutes. Right. Um, so have a, a, a chair, a good chair is very important. However, I got myself into a bad habit of having a very nice chair, but then not sitting in it properly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I've progressed to a standing desk. Um, and it's something that, uh, it took me a while to save up for, but, um, it's, it's certainly good. It's automated and it has, a I can change the height and stuff automatically, which is nice. And usually what happens is, um, during the mornings I'm stood up and then during, uh, in the afternoons I'm, I'm, uh, sat down because I find that my back goes a bit funky if I'm, if I'm, and I, I put, I put my weight on different parts. So these things are really good. The point I'm trying to make is these things are really good. It's how you use them. And yeah. I am a slouch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. I found myself. One thing I did find that helped a lot was raising my screen a little bit because right. that made me sort of set up a bit more and yeah. to see it properly. Yeah. Um, and I found, cause I did find myself when I, I, I typically liked it quite low and then I ended up sort of hunched over and right. You know, yeah. Four fingers and hunched over. Yeah, like, by, like by, a, by the end of the day, my neck's hurting and I'm like a T like a T-Rex trying to drink soup. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. So yeah. I'll use that one now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you, absolutely. And raising the screen up just sort of makes you set up a little bit more and you have yeah. to kind of, not necessarily lean back, but you have to be set up in order to see it comfortably. So, well, it's remarkable. The, how, the, sorry, I was just going to say it's remarkable how um, how much we lean forward without actually knowing about it. So we think we're, we're yeah. actually leaning back, but we're actually just straightening up. <laughs> yeah, no, those those HCI guidelines that you see in mm. you know offices when they come around and make you sign the checklist to make sure everything's okay, they're they're there for a reason, and they they you know people might think they're silly, but it it, it makes a difference. You need to make sure that, that things are set up properly. Well, I know now, um, speaking to various people uh, during the lockdown, there's been a lot of risk assessments um, for people working from home uh, because they obviously have to assess their working from home conditions. Um, so potentially there could be room for maneuver there for getting, getting the right kit. Um, yep. And one thing I would suggest is to be very honest with uh, those, those uh, risk assessments because it's on your, you know, it's, uh, it's only going to benefit you, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, sort of not being honest about it or trying to hide things and whatnot. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's never going to benefit you. They're there to make sure that you're looked after and things are done properly. Not there to, you know, if, if anything, now's the time to be honest about it because it's not your yeah. fault and it's, there's no blame here. It's just a, this is the situation we find ourselves in. Let's make, make sure things are done properly. And if you were to be a remote dev after this, right, then you would, you would see this as an opportunity for laying those foundations. So getting this, getting yourself sorted out now is going to be brilliant for you in the future. Yeah. yeah. So is, what kind of benefits are there to, um, in, in, what, what, what are the benefits for just the general benefits of people um, working remotely? Um, I mean, one thing I can think of right now is time, right? But is there anything else? Um, I think, yeah, I mean, the biggest one is time. Um, things like when you go down to make a cup of tea or grab a drink, it's mm. while, you know, while the kettle's boiling, it's really easy to empty the dishwasher or stick another laundry on. And then those are, that's time. 
excuse me, that's time that you don't have to spend in the evening doing chores and house, you know, house, housework. And it gives you that, that extra time in the evening as a sort of a double hit of, I say five minutes now, I say five minutes in the evening as well. It's just, that's and also, cool. you know, once yeah. it's in the evening and you're, you're in that kind of wind down mode, you don't want to be doing housework and that kind of thing. It's no. much more difficult to do so. Um, so time is the biggest one. Um, I found for things like um, if you've got pets, it's really nice to be home with them or, um, you know, we, we've got four chickens, three reptiles, two hamsters, and a bunch of stick insects at the minute. Wow. We're running a zoo here, basically. Um, but things like uh, my bearded dragon that I rehomed a few weeks back um, needs feeding twice a day. Needs looking after. Needs you know. So I, I'm able to do that. He's in the mm. tank behind me, and I can I can, you know, my sort of morning routine is get up in the morning, go outside, let the chickens out, check the eggs, feed the chickens, come back in, feed the dragon, you know, that that sort of thing. So it's, <laughs> I've got the, the, I've, feed the dragon. Yeah, um, I've got the ability to do that, and that's that's a really nice one. Um, we don't have kids, but I've got friends that are now working from home who do have kids, and they say mm. the biggest benefit for them is that they get to sit down and have lunch with their kids. And mm. so that, you know, being, they're not having to leave at 7 o'clock in the morning, and they're sitting and having breakfast with their kids, and they're just spending more time with the family, and they, they do not want to change that for the world. They've kind of realized that I've got all this extra time to see, especially if they're young, you mm. know, I've got all this extra time to see my kid grow up. Mm. And they realize just how much they've been missing. And they yeah. kind of now realize that like, I don't want to, I don't want to miss that at all. And they don't want to go back to an office. Yeah. 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 And, <laughs> and I can completely understand it. Definitely. I mean, the time that you spend, like, I, I know people who will like, uh, they'll, they'll drop, drop the kids off. So, you know, at school or whatever, and then go on to work. And that, I mean, that's time spent with the children, right? Yeah. But usually that's time spent concentrating on driving and also time spent thinking about what you're going to do at work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so, physically it's time with the children mentally it's you're elsewhere and emotionally you're kind of exactly yeah exactly yeah which you know i mean that's just natural right i mean that's just yeah, the absolutely. way it is but if you're not having to if you're not having to battle the traffic <laughs> then uh, then you can spend that time mental time with uh, with your children which I, I you know i think if you look upon it like that then this time is a bit of a gift it's it's a uh, it's an opportunity to see um, how people can work differently, um, you know, once this all calms down, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what about in terms of from the, from the client's point of view, from, a, from uh, the company owner, right? What is the benefits of, of remote workers? Um, I think that one thing that I've seen remote work push, and especially now that it's forced upon us, as it were, um, with things like Zoom and Hangouts being used more frequently, a lot of things that might be considered in-person meetings or they feel like a lot of effort to do, you know, you need to get together with the client to discuss the latest spec or this, that and the other. And it can mm -hmm. feel like it's a whole, you know, you have, oh, well, I've now got to write that day off because I'm traveling to the office and then we're having a chat and then we're traveling back and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That time is massively reduced and it feels a lot easier to do that sort of thing because people are realizing that that meeting that they were going to have doesn't need to be a in-person meeting they can do it over zoom or hangouts you know with some collaborative editing tools they may be using you know google docs with the comments and annotations and working a bit more collaboratively like that it's sort of forcing people to look at other ways to do things and i think a lot of the ways they're doing it are more efficient and beneficial for people mm -hmm. that's not to say that in-person meetings should go away in the future if we know we you know once we sort of come out the other side of this because there are there is only so much bandwidth you can have but I think a lot of it's going to be realized, actually, we can get more communication and collaboration through this because we're now able to do it much quicker and much mm -hmm. more easily. And you're not mm -hmm. having to block out a whole day to go and do that thing. You can kind of keep the communication up a lot more frequently. Mm -hmm. And that just leads to better projects because you can change things quicker and you can just make sure that you're all on the right page. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of forced us to do that, but I think it's a good thing. And I think that that's... You know, it also means that people aren't traveling, less cars on the road, less traffic, let's, mm. you know, all those other benefits. It's, there's a lot of, a lot of takeaways from that that aren't just, you know, in terms of the projects being done better, there's, you know, less, yeah. less traffic, less wear and tear on things and everything like that's just, yeah. Inf inf internet infrastructure aside, a lot of things are, you know, <laughs> being overloaded on that at the minute, but I think that's, that's an easier problem to scale than it is the people side of things. I think from like a perspective if I was to think about all the, all the times I went to travel quite far to see, see uh, people like when I was working full time, 
um, as, you know, as a full-time employee on the payroll. Um, and I, I, there was, a, there was a period of, of my life where I was traveling huge distances to, to get there and back. Um, and I just think about it now, like that was just such a huge risk, just, you know, dr- tr- um, driving for, you know, an hour and a half there and back. So three hours at probably an average speed of 60 miles an hour. That's bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, before having like my first coffee. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I think that a lot of people will be thinking about this as sort of, you know, looking at, at how they can do things differently once, once they come out of this, I think. Um, yeah. and, and, what, and I think that there's some things that people will gain from, from this that um, they didn't realize that they would gain from it. On the flip side, of course, there's all sorts of things that, that might have come out, unfortunately, when you've got um, – uh, when you're forced in a space with people that aren't necessarily great to get on with. <laughs> yeah. Which, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, luckily I haven't had that experience, but I would imagine that that would be quite painful if you have to work from home and you're in an environment that you don't, you, you prefer the environment of the office more than you, you know, than the environment that you, you're forced to be within. Yeah, I mean, I know some people that you know they, they do love working in offices and sort of the offices, the you know the, the the buzz of just sort of background noise and people and that kind of mm. thing is sort of what they thrive on, and I I can fully see how that would be the case. It's not my sort of choice personally, but I yeah. I, I know people that do like that, and they yeah. like being in an office where everyone is not distracted in each other, but able to sort of grab attention because they that's just their style of working and. Sure. And they don't have to sort of get into focus on one thing. They're doing a lot of, you know, idea bouncing around and that kind of thing. And they like to be able to just grab everyone and go and chat about something. And that's typically a little bit more easier to do when you're in an office, like you say, because you can get that instant feedback on stuff. So there is, a, 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 you know, to be said that this isn't going to be something everyone works remotely because it really isn't for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that um, for those that are now finding that it is for them, that's really cool. And if those people that are sort of like say working in an environment where maybe they're working at home and you know, their partner's not working at the minute or their, you know, their kids are around and they're finding it too noisy and distracting because there's just too much going on. I mean, um, you know, just because people are at home doesn't mean that they're not working. We, you know, working remotely is still working. And mm-hmm. myself and other people I know have had to say to some, you know, family or friends or whatever, Hey, just cause I'm working from home doesn't mean I can sit and chat all day. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, work- I'm working and, you know, I, I can't just have conversations with you all day because there's, there's, I'm, you know, just consider me in an office. You mm. know, if I was at work, you wouldn't be messaging me all that time and calling me all that much. But just because I'm at home doesn't yeah. mean that's the case. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's definitely that. And that's where sort of the boundary of me being able to close my door and shut that off. That helps. Um, mm-hmm. My other half, you know, worked remotely for a while as well. So fully understands that there's, you know, concentration element that needs, needs to happen there. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that space where, you know, giving yourself as little distraction as possible is good. And of course, for a lot of people, that is easier said than done. Because if you do, if you were working in office and you didn't need, have need for a, a home working space, mm-hmm. then you'll suddenly find yourself, you know, at the dinner table trying to sort of clear space for a laptop and a, you know, mouse or webcam or something like that, right. you know, or spreading bits of paper everywhere because you're, you know, you're in a planning session and, mm-hmm. um, that's the can sort of start encroaching on other areas of life and that then which doesn't help with people seeing well if works in bed in sort of expanding into the home why can't a home expand into the work and it you know sort of seeing it as, as a two as a two-way thing um mm-hmm. and it's it's a, an unfortunate situation that some people are finding themselves in in that they haven't got the space mm-hmm. um for that sort of thing um yeah. but if, if you can carve out a little bit of space for it and just say right this is my when i'm sat in say this chair at this little table that's work mode, you know, consider me in a, in a, in another building. Yeah. It could, yeah. It could help. Yeah. That's, that's a very, some very good advice. Um, did definitely having one's own space is, is such a good, good thing. I mean, I'm not extremely tidy <laughs> looking around this office. Um, uh, but the rest of the house is, <laughs> this is where I spend most of my time. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, it's very much the same. It's like this, the, 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 
sort of craziness of my office when I sort of, um, this area here looks relatively okay. Right. Um, yeah. Down to my left are a pile of boxes for something I need to sort. And down to my right is cables and screens galore. Cause I'm trying to sort another desk out, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, but that's me. And that's, this is my space. So mm-hmm. I can close the door and it doesn't bother my other half because it's not the living room or it's not the dining room. It's, it's, it's kept in here. And as long as I can deal with that little bit of chaos, that's fine. Cause that's ultimately all that, really matters so it's, it's exactly yeah exactly exactly some mornings i have to sort of squeeze my myself in past the clutter just to get to the desk <laughs> i've not got to that stage yet but we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not far off we're not far off uh, uh, so um what what, what we, we've spoken about some of the advantages right of of working from home and we did uh, briefly touch there on on some of the negatives is there any more disadvantages of working from home um, sort of one side, the one thing I've seen from sort of management styles of things is that I've had previous sort of managers and, and people have sort of been positions of seniority, as it were, mm. who kind of believe that like, you know, time in chair characters typed on keyboard is a measure of productivity. Right. And yeah. in an office that can be incredibly intimidating. You can feel like, you know, you're being watched over your shoulder all the time or you're not typing enough and, you know, you, things aren't going well but the reality is that that's just not any way to measure work getting done mm-hmm. you know i can i would rather type less characters and type less code and you know do the job than it would be to just hack something away so if, if, if me spending half an hour away from my computer thinking about a problem means that i can then write that and you know solve that problem and test it in say an hour mm-hmm. i will take that over four hours of frantic typing any day mm-hmm. and i think that yeah. from a development level and a sort of quality standard level that's immeasurable but then you get you say the, the managers that see that well you're not in your, your computer you know you're not your computer typing that's that's not you're not doing work but doesn't factor in the thinking time it goes you go through to solve that sort of thing mm-hmm. you know, there's that quote you know what's the, what's, the, what's the quote half an hour thinking can solve hours of hours of typing mm-hmm. um and it's mm-hmm. That's that's the way that's sort of the way I see it. So, when you have those sorts of managers, it's from a personal perspective. I see that as a reflection on them more than me. Definitely, um, definitely. You know, the idea that they have to sort of control and, and be aware of all that sort of stuff. It's just not a not a way to measure productivity and not a way to. I mean, this must be a micromanager's uh, nightmare, right? I mean, oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the micromanagers are going. Uh, <laughs> they don't know what to do with themselves right now <laughs> can everyone log on to zoom and share their screen so i can see how much you're typing please right yeah <laughs> yeah 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 I, I i can remember having some conversations with people where they locked i did a screen share and i was talking but they couldn't see anything it was like they couldn't see me type and i was like well i'm thinking i'm thinking i'm talking i was rubber ducking and, yeah. and they were like waiting for me to come up with a solution <laughs> it's like well you know come off of the call and come back with to me in like 10 minutes. I'm sure I'll have the solution then. I mean, yeah. nothing's going to change between now and then. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's that's sort of for the most part, that's, that is a disadvantage um, for people like, you know, clients or customers. Um, there is the issue of bandwidth. You know, there is a thing to be said about a lot of things in person just happen quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, half an hour in person might take an hour or more over a call because you're just not able to read the body language as well or that's true you've not got you know this sort of space here on a webcam it's not a huge amount of space to be able to interact with something compared to having an entire wall for us to work on and you know post-it notes or whiteboards to sort of do yeah yeah um we came across that last year when we were working on part of our project we were sat over the course of maybe a couple of days trying to work out the solution to this particular problem and none of us could really quite see what the other person was going on about or mm. you know we couldn't quite grow each one of us had our own slightly different idea of what it should do and in the end we decided you know what let's just let's just get together and talk about this we were lucky that we all live in the midlands mm. so my two colleagues came over to my place i threw a whiteboard up on the wall and we stood there in, a, in about an hour we'd worked it out and got it down and it was all it all made sense and was done mm. and we kind of like yeah that's that's brilliant like you know we, we yes they had, you know we had to travel and get to together but it was so much quicker in, and I think a lot of things can be done remotely, but sometimes you just need to get in to get together in a room with someone else at a whiteboard and just kind of throw ideas and see what sticks really. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, on that point, there's like when you're having a meeting with, say, more than four people on Zoom or whatever, it's very difficult compared to having a meeting um, in face to face because you're fighting for airtime. You, you're because <laughs> yeah. like one person has to speak and then the other three listen, which is what you normally do when you're, you know, when you're with them personally, you know, face to face, but you can tell the body language. You can, you know that maybe there is another idea propping up in someone's head or, or what have you. And also there's this, there's, there's this weird etiquette when you're doing these kind of, kind of things, you know, you, you it's polite to listen <laughs> yeah. um, rather than to butt in. And if you've got say more than four people, 10, 20 on a, on a call, um, then it just gets really messy. And if people don't mute their mics, then, um, then that becomes a problem. But that's really, for me, that's really weird. When people say mute your mics as soon as you come onto a meeting, that's really bizarre because you're shutting people down straight away. You know, yeah, it turns it stops it being a conversation and it feels exactly. more like a presentation at that point. It's I talk, you listen, and that's all that happens, and that's not a conversation. Yeah, and in this yeah. wacky world of online collaboration, it's very bizarre for me to hear that. You know, you must mute your mic to join this collaboration. It's like, well, that's not a collaboration, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, is there um is there any disadvantages from the uh, from the client's perspective from the people who actually own the, uh, the, the, the bricks and mortar, the companies, is there any disadvantages from remote working? Um, it's a little difficult because a lot of my work isn't too client focused. Right. Um, I think that a lot of people do struggle to maintain a kind of a personal connection. So if a client's coming to you and saying, I would like to hire you for this piece of work, mm. It's, it, there's a lot of tradition in meeting with someone, shaking their hand, looking at them in the eye and saying, you know, we're going to do a good job. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of, lot to be said with that. And we are, as humans, we are inherently social creatures. Yeah. So being able to meet that person in person is, there's, there's a lot to be said that there's a, there's a, a relationship and a connection that forms there that maybe can't as easily form online. Mm-hmm. And especially because, online there's so many people that are potentially available to do that so from a client's perspective you've now got to sort through a lot more people to to work out well who's the ones that i can trust and who are the ones that i can't mm-hmm. you had to do that anyway previously but a lot of the time it was word of mouth and you know oh, i know someone that did that that would sort of bring it in and mm-hmm. if that word of mouth goes away and you start looking to online places to find people to do the work or that sort of thing it, it can be very hard to Mm. to pick to pick out what, what what are the good ones in this this big list of people i've got here I, I, mm. there's only you know reviews online are very easy to game and and, and mm. make yourself look better than you are so it can be very difficult to find that mm. word of mouth is still a thing you know there's still people saying oh, i worked with this agency or this company and they did that um but from a client's perspective i think it's more difficult to form that initial sort of bond with someone that you're doing the work with um and i think that that's that's a because we've got a history of you know, in tradition of that's just what happened. You met up, you signed the contracts, you shake hands, you look the person in the eye and you sort of say, you know, let's, let's do this sort of thing. So that having, mm. not having, not having that anymore, it becomes a lot more difficult to, to, to form that lasting relationship with someone potentially. Well, I know, especially in the startup world, I know that there's a big drop in, in projects. Um, I mean, talking from a freelancer's perspective here, it's, it's sort of, I, I, before all of this, I went, I was going out and I was, I was, uh, meeting people, shaking their hands, talking about their, uh, projects. They knew that, I mean, they knew that they didn't have a, a, a building for me to work at. So they knew it was going to be remote working, but it's the initial contact that's yeah. the, the, that is pretty much non-existent at the moment Yeah, because, well, if that was to happen, it would have to be online. So you would have to have that sort of level of recommendation and word of mouth, as you said. Um, and uh, it's, it's, you know, there's, there's more people online than there is offline. Right. So th- there's, it's not a case of just going to the pub and having a, cause I mean, I went to the pub, saw a potential um, piece of work uh, not so long ago. Um, and it was just like, you know, 
two two guys in a pub <laughs> talking about yeah. a project, right? <laughs> um, and it's it's remarkable at how how uh, how two guys in a pub or two, just two people in a pub talking about a potential project could actually you know come up with some really good piece of work, right? That's that's uh, that's landed yeah. me a lot of work. Um, Especially and and with things like networking events and that kind of thing, where a lot of these sort of relationships yeah. and things are formed. Yeah, that, those networking events they don't they don't translate to online because if no. you had an event, if you had a Zoom call of a hundred people, well, again, mm. that's not a, that's not a manageable environment. In these networking events, little sort of pods of people pop up, and you know, there's a few people talking over there and a few people talking over there. Yeah. That doesn't translate well to any online platform that we have right now. So yeah. it's. That, that ability to kind of overhear a conversation and go, oh, I know something about that, and you know, work, you know, work over there and, and sort of talk to them, yeah. it doesn't exist. So those those networking events, which are very prevalent in the startup world, where they're mm. trying to connect, you know, say investors or technology people with someone who's got an idea or a business person, you know, someone mm-hmm. with a business plan and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. that that doesn't translate at the minute. And yeah, like you say, they've just kind of dropped off the face of the earth at the minute because it's yeah. just not something that can, and I, I think that, that translates. Definitely, definitely, and I think that um, like the first say couple of weeks into this, it was quite a sort of a exciting sort of oh everybody's working from home, how brilliant is this? You know, I'm going to have loads of time on my hands, and I think that um, people are starting to realise that as you mentioned, you still have to work <laughs> when you're working from home, um, but there are some difficulties in communicating. Because uh, you don't, as you mentioned, you don't have that. Uh, that's you, you don't have the ability to sort of listen in or overhear someone saying something, and then you know come and grab them down the cor- corridor, or you know there's no yeah. water cooler conversation anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah. it's it, there's a lot of things that we do that don't translate to either online tools or platforms or spaces. Right. Now that's not to say that they can't ever. I mean, it depends what sort of ideas and things come up in, in the following sort of mm. period. Mm. I think it would be a, a tall order for someone to try and recreate that sort of thing. But I think if it can happen, cool. This, you know, if there's ever a time to do it now is it definitely. Um, yeah. I think that a lot of those things are just very hard problems to solve the, um, Mm. As a friend of mine once put it, not all meat space problems can be fixed with computers. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of how I see some of this. Yeah. There are some things just can't be solved with technology. They, they, they yeah. need sort of those those in-person interactions. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we're out of the lockdown, is there anything that you would do differently? I mean, I know um, that you're a remote dev, but is there anything that you would you would do slightly differently from what you're doing now? Yeah, so it's kind of, when we were sort of chatting earlier, I mentioned that it, from a sort of a purely selfish and personal level, it's largely business as usual for me because it's mm. the stuff that I do is it's online, it's training and it's cybersecurity stuff. So it's that those things are are more relevant now than ever. So that doesn't change for me. So from a working perspective, I'm not sure there's a lot that will change and I will do differently um, because I've kind of had these things in place for a while. I think that it's kind of reinforced for me that I've done the things that I've had in place are the right things because I've been able to carry on without too much disruption, mm. which is nice because I, you know, with everything else going on, people that are being disrupted by this are having to deal with not only the disruption of working from home, but then say the background anxiety of, you know, everything going on in the world. So I've been able to kind of keep that as smooth sailing as I can, which again, on a selfish level is really nice because it, it means that I can just carry on. Mm. But the one thing I've, I've sort of realized that I do, I really miss and I, and I will do more of when I, so we come through, we come through this is, is just seeing friends again, because we've got, you know, some really close friends that live nearby, one that lives two streets over. We can't go and visit them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We've got some friends that are a 10 minute drive down the road, you know, with a, a, a six month old baby and we'd love seeing them and we love spending time with them and hanging out with them and, and the little girl. And we can't do that at the minute, you know, and you, you can hang out on zoom or hangouts and chat over, you know, screens and that kind of thing. And, uh, and that, that helps, but it's not the same as being able to pick the little girl up and, and, and give her a cuddle and, you know, play with toys and that kind of thing. There's, there's that that you can't do. So I think we've kind of just realized that we just see friends a lot more than we, we did before. You know, we saw them regularly and, and before this happened anyway, you know, there was rarely a week went by where we didn't see them all. Um, but doing that more and spending more time with, with friends and family is probably something that we're going to do just because you kind of, don't realize how much you take it for granted being able to pop out and see that person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know literally overnight it's like that it's like oh well now we 
now we can't go out and see them. So that's 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 that then. Mm-hmm. I think we we we've just realised that we're going to do more of that, and we're going to spend more time seeing friends and family. And, you know, we we're, we're not the sort of people that would we you know we don't go out to the pub, we don't go out that sort of thing. That's that's not us. We like being able to just hang out and chat and, and mm. have friends over to our house or go to see them. You know, like mm. having the space to be able to do that or hang out in the garden and have a barbecue. Yeah. So that's the sort of thing that we're gonna we want to do more of because that's just Excellent. what we really realise we really miss that. So yeah, that's nothing too different. It's just more of the things that we love doing, really. Excellent. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I I, I think that I'm I'm like a. Um, I'm like a little kid at the moment and it's like, uh, you know, being told not to do something. I want to do it. I want to do it more. <laughs> yeah. I can fully understand that. Yep. So like, I've just got cravings to climb a hill, you know, or, to, or to yeah, just, just go on a really nice hike. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think one thing that I would love to do, um, is to, is to get, do more work at coffee shops. Um, okay. yeah. uh, because, I say that I'm a remote dev, but actually this is my office. So anywhere that isn't this office would be in my head remote. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. I think I've gone over that, that hill of saying that this is remote working. I, this is my office. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think what I would do is probably ta- uh, plan my days better. So I would, if I knew that I had a bunch of bugs that I needed to just crack on and do, then I would probably, and, and I could do them offline. Right. I would just go off somewhere and do that yep. i don't have to be here right um work at the top of that hill you want to climb work at the top of the hill <laughs> <laughs> brilliant <laughs> excellent so um is there anything is there anything you wish to add before we uh skedaddle off um not really no i mean one thing i'd, I'd sort of probably mention is we sort of gone on about the things that if you do have the ability to have the space where you can sort of separate yeah. something from work, that's a good thing. So if you do have that space, I would make use of it. I see, I've seen a lot of people talking about, you know, being able to, to, to work in their, work in their pants, yeah. sit in their underpants and work or not have to get dressed and sit on the sofa or pull the laptop up from the side of the bed and work. Right. I, I do my best to make sure that I get up in the morning. Oh. I you know get up, yeah. I brush my teeth, I get clean, I put on, proper clothes as if I were going out to an office I go into my office and I work there my, my work laptop is in my office and stays in my office it doesn't go to the bedroom it doesn't go downstairs wow that's as soon as as soon as it does it means that my the sofa is no longer a place of relaxation where I can sit and watch tv my brain suddenly starts realizing that that's a place where work happens and I don't get the chance to switch off then so if you can avoid taking your work everywhere I would do so because having a distinct separation is going to help so much you're not the only one who's said this uh to me recently and it's making me think that i need to change my habits because i do this like after this podcast i'm going to go downstairs take my laptop and fix some bugs (laughs) down on the sofa uh whilst uh something's on on tv you know um i think that i probably need to take this advice i think personally and and actually have some proper non-work time (laughs) and you need that because that period of non-work time is where i find that my brain does all the problem solving subconsciously that i couldn't do during the day Mm. if you never if you never switch off from working you don't give your brain that chance to 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 sort of process things in the background it's always in work mode and it's you know we've all had it before where you're trying to solve a bug and you bash your head against it for hours and hours and then you go to sleep wake up the next morning and like that the answer comes to you and you fix it in five minutes I think that downtime is incredibly important and yeah, yeah not, not having you, when your brain starts associating those particular areas of your house with, Oh, well, if I'm sat on the sofa, that means work. You just don't get time to relax and enjoy the, enjoy what you're watching on TV or, you know, switch off and, and enjoy reading that book. Cause you're there going, well, I could be working right now. Right. Yeah. I guess with me, there's a, this is going to sound like a real excuse now, a proper excuse, but I think what, what, uh, the problem I have is that, um, a, I don't see it as work first and foremost, it's a hobby and <laughs> which pays me, <laughs> which is, yeah, okay. you know, nah. and, um, and, uh, secondly, uh, freelancers, freelancers don't get bank holidays. Freelancers don't have, you know, nine to nine to five jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see that. But, your points are extremely valid. There does need to be some proper time carved out that is uh, non-worky stuff. And that isn't sleep. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the time to do hobbies and read a book or you know, listen yeah. to some music or watch a film or play some games. Just you know, something that isn't 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 work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Really good, good advice there. Good advice there. Um, how can people reach you? Uh, best place is at Bronte on Twitter, B-R-U-N-T-Y. Um, that's primarily where I sort of spend my time. Excellent stuff. Um, talking about silly video games and my, my dragon. That's, a, that's and, and your the, dragon. The things that are on my mind at the minute, yeah. Does your dragon have a name? He does. He's called Hylus. Hylus? Yeah. Uh, Hylus. So we've named, our, our different animals have different themes to their names. Okay. So our hamsters are called Pancake and Syrup. <laughs> our our we've got so we've got four hens and they're all we we decided to give them old lady names so we have agnes ethel blanche and vera oh ethel is such a good name for, for yeah American, yeah <laughs> um and then our reptiles are named after things from space so we have a crested gecko called mr edwin hobble <laughs> we have an african fat-tailed gecko called lady mir and my new bearded dragon is called Lord Hylus. And Hylus is, was, was a satellite that was launched to provide broadband. So, wow. I didn't yeah, know that. I awesome. Was, I thought it was quite a cool name for him. So we Hylus. called him Hylus. Yep. Nice. That is so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> uh, so th- there's, a, there's a question that uh, I ask people on the, the end of uh, this season. And that is, if it's actually quite topical. If you could spend time learning something that isn't coding, what would it be and why? So I, I kind of gave this some thought and I originally thought, oh, you know, I've, I've just got a 3D printer. I'm going to, that would yes. be my thing, you know, learning to sort of do 3D modeling and operating and sort of yeah. tweaking with that. But I kind of almost consider that a bit too close to programming a little bit. In a way, it feels a bit too close to all the technology stuff that I do day in, day out anyway. So I thought uh-huh. maybe that's not, it's a separate thing, but it's maybe a bit, a bit too close to that. So I've been thinking we've been, me and my other half, we've been watching a lot of MasterChef recently. We've, we've been watching an Australian MasterChef. That's what we watch on our lunch breaks. You know, when I go down to have lunch, we sit and we have lunch and we watch, we watch a bit of that. Right. And I've realized that one thing that we've, we both love cooking. We both really like food. And the one thing that we both have never cooked is a souffle. So we've decided that by the time lockdown is over, we want to have successfully cooked souffle. So that's what, that's what I really want to learn to do is, is cook a good souffle. That's fantastic. Awesome. Yes. Do, yeah. do post the photos on Twitter. I, I will post them success or otherwise. <laughs> I, I guarantee that. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's fantastic. Well, thank you ever so much, Matt, for coming on. I do appreciate thank it. You. Thank you for it's having been, me. It's been good. It's been great fun. It's been great fun. Um, I, I, I wish you well and uh, you know, keep Likewise. healthy. And uh, yeah, yeah. for those watching on the YouTubes and for those listening on the podcast, happy coding, everybody. I'll see you again soon. Cheers. Bye-bye.